A brother in the Lord reminded me recently that Christians, by nature, that is, by our new natures in Christ, are survivors. He's so right. Christians persist and persevere. As we consider the strange and uncertain days we're living in, God is using these times to awaken his people and remind us that we must have hope. We must have patience. We must have persistence. Here on Grace and Peace Radio, we've looked at how we must have hope and patience already. If you've not listened to those shows, I'd encourage you to go back after you listen to today's and listen to those. Today, we're going to be talking about how God's people can have persistence or perseverance. What does it mean that a Christian perseveres and persists? What exactly are we persevering and persisting through? And how do we do that? We'll answer these questions today, together, on Grace and Peace Radio. Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Grace and Peace Radio is a Christian living blog and podcast dedicated to engaging conversations about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and it's my hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Hey, everybody, it's Anthony. It's great to be with you. Thanks so much for joining me again this week as we look at the topic of persistence or perseverance. And I'll be using those phrases kind of interchangeably through our program today. So if you hear me say one or the other, I'm really talking about this same idea. You know, the world laughs at Christians. No surprise there, right? How often have you heard that Christians are quote-unquote weak? How often have you heard the line that Ah, that religion, you know, religion is just a crutch. As if habits like gluttony, drunkenness, and swearing, and whatever else aren't. Their misperception is so ironic. And I'm not saying that to judge unbelievers. I'm just saying that it's a misperception and it's ironic. Because they have no idea that when someone becomes a follower of Jesus Christ, it is literally signing on the line to surrender all one's rights and effectively dying to self. It is crossing from the broad and easy road to the hard and narrow path. It is foregoing a life of idleness and ease and committing to work for the master while there is daylight. And speaking of master, it is voluntarily surrendering oneself to be someone else's slave, a slave of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself made it very clear. Following him means not loving father, mother, sister, brother, or anyone else more than loving him. It means not loving this world or anything in it as much as loving him. It means turning the other cheek, giving up one's tunic to whoever takes your coat, walking a second mile with the person who forced you to walk the first one. It is done with the full understanding that our Lord says we will certainly have tribulation in this world. It means being given a cross, and it is now your job to take it up, carry it, and die upon it daily. Being a Christian means eating Jesus' flesh and drinking his blood, 
or, he says, we have no part with him at all. Being a Christian means being disciplined to do what God commands, and being disciplined to not do what God forbids. It means letting go of pride and learning to love the taste of humble pie. It means reading the Bible every day, praying. And when a Christian is praying, it is not enough to pray for one's loved ones. Nope, a Christian must pray for his enemies. In fact, it's not enough to simply pray for them. A Christian is commanded to love his enemies. Being a Christian requires discipline, but it also requires tenacity. The righteous man gets knocked down seven times, the Bible says, but he gets up again. It is being disciplined by our Lord, and yet, as the Puritans said, kissing the hand that holds the rod. Being a Christian requires persistence and perseverance. Another picture of this persistence or perseverance is one I just learned of today. In his book on church administration, Charles Tidwell talks about those in church ministry having, quote-unquote, tensile strength. That is, strength under pressure. It's being stretched out, but not coming apart. I agree 100%. But I would also add that this tensile strength is something God develops in every believer. It's over and over again how God exhorted Joshua to be strong and courageous. Remember that verse from Amazing Grace? Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. T'was grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Why did John Newton write that? Because it sounded good? No, because it's true. Every true Christian sings those words in perfect pitch, with voices trained from singing and praising their way through one adversity and trial after another. Read the biography of any Christian, and you'll read about persevering. Talk to any gray-haired saint and really ask about various experiences in their lives, and I guarantee you, you'll be shocked that someone could be so joyful after having gone through the things that they've gone through. But you see, Christians, we don't just persevere or persist through trials. Christians persevere through the daily battles of everyday life. By God's grace, Christians persevere when tempted. When we're tempted to anger, tempted to lust, tempted to grumble, tempted to respond to being wronged with our own retribution. Tempted to give in, tempted to give up, tempted to doubt God's goodness in all things. Tempted by the enemy in ways unique to our own, each our own individual sin proclivities, whatever they may be. A Christian's regenerate nature, his or her born-again desire, is to persevere, to persist, to fight against all those things and more. He or she is a soldier at war. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive into captivity, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. Doesn't sound like someone who's weak or leaning on a crutch to me. What's more, 
The truth is, of course, that we Christians are not 100% victorious in the battles. Not even close. Sometimes, oftentimes, a Christian fails, giving in to the temptation of the moment. And yet, by God's grace and power alone, what does he do? What does she do? He perseveres. She persists. He perseveres in repentance. She perseveres in humbly going before the throne of grace, pleading the blood of Jesus and persevering in believing by faith that that sin, like all the others, having been confessed, is then forgiven and forgotten. No more guilt, no sinful self-loathing, no need for penance to try to do a little something out of one's own merit to show contrition and merit God's pardon. No. The Christian perseveres by faith to believe the scriptures that promise that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9 I've told the story before about the martyrdom of Polycarp, the bishop of Smyrna around AD 160. When ordered to renounce Christ or face death, he famously said, Eighty-six years have I served him, and he has done me no wrong. How can I blaspheme my king and my savior? There are whole books full of men and women, even boys and girls, with this kind of brave perseverance in the face of immediate martyrdom for Christ. To be a Christian is to be a person imbued with supernatural persistence. Persistence in the face of life's general ups and downs, persistence in the face of trials, persistence in the face of fighting spiritual battles the unbeliever has no clue about, persistence in the face of his three sworn enemies, all working all the time in an anti-Christian concert against him, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And for some Christians, it even means persistence in the face of of obvious persecution and imminent martyrdom. In life and in death, in times of blessing and in times of woe, Christians, through no strength of our own, but entirely through Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, are persevering people. How, then, should we be thinking of our present world's crises? How do we persist or persevere in faith? the same way our beloved brothers and sisters have since the beginning, looking to Jesus, looking resolutely to him in faith for his power in our lives, his power over temptations to fear, over temptations to worry, over temptations to discouragement, depression, anger, bitterness, despair, doubting. And we do this primarily through prayer, constant prayer, fervent prayer, through making sure we are reading our Bibles every day and applying God's Word to our lives. What do I mean by that? We need to make sure we're not feeding our minds and hearts with man's speculations, the news media's hype, the TV talking heads and their foolish, vain speculations, and not listening to our own internal conversations and questions of, what if this and What will I do if that? Not listening to our midnight minds racing and with all these thoughts and concerns and what if this and what if that. 
No, we must, as we heard from Paul earlier, take every thought captive. Instead, we are to be renewing our minds with the Scriptures. We are looking at how God worked in the lives of his people, in the life of the nation of Israel, through the early church. We do, as Peter wrote to the saints scattered abroad in the diaspora, quote, Wherefore, that is, based on the fact that the prophets knew they were writing for us, and the angels longed to know what we know in Christ. Wherefore, he says, gird up your loins, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We persevere and persist also through repentance, like we talked about. And we do it through fellowship. We fellowship with other Christians at church and however we can. We do what God tells us to in this regard. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you also are doing. 1 Thessalonians 5.1 And Hebrews 3.13 But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And as I said earlier, above all, we look to Jesus. We don't look at the furious squall of the wind and the waves. We look at Jesus. Just like we looked last time in episode 14. Listen to Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. This is how the New American Standard Bible puts it. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We are certainly in an unusual time. As we considered in episode 11, it is a time that requires us to have hope. In episode 14, we saw how God tells us that we are to have patience. And today, we saw how God wants us to persevere. Next time, we'll look at reminding ourselves about God's providence in our lives and how that, too, is another means we can encourage ourselves and other believers in these uncertain times. And then, finally, we'll consider how all of these roll up into one word, faith. I hope you'll stay with us, and I hope you'll join us next time, and the time after that, and the time after that, and so on. Just a couple of quick housekeeping items before we wrap up this edition of Grace and Peace Radio. If you like what you're hearing, please consider leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, or drop us an email at show at graceandpeaceradio.com. Also, if you would like the show notes for today's program, just go to www.graceandpeaceradio.com forward slash 15. And by the way, if there's anything we can be praying for you about, email us at show at 
graceandpeaceradio.com. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash graceandpeaceradio. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.